welcome back to the Two Bees podcast. It's been a long time. <laughs> um, it's been quite a few months since we've had a podcast and we're not going to be relaunching the video podcast. It's just going to be audio for the moment. We will still be doing videos, they just won't be um, on iTunes. So why have we been away for so long? Well, actually, I published an article today on LinkedIn about this very thing. So it came down to resource. So obviously we're a small team, so we allocate the resource to what we, you know, what we can. Hopefully allocate the resource to the stuff that has the best, you know, the most positive impact. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you make the right decision, sometimes you don't. And you just have to kind of try and manage um, risk as much as possible. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that article in a second because I think that that's an important thing for us to remember, especially because there's so much pressure to be on every new social network that comes along. And some of the social networks that maybe you expected to disappear, you know, if you'd maybe been keeping an eye on them and thought, I don't need to be there, it's fine, but they're still around. So maybe you do need to be there. Maybe we need to reevaluate that. So I'm going to talk about the article in a second. Um, a couple of things. So, yes, the podcast is back. No, it won't be published four days a week like it was previously when we did it last year. It's going to be every fortnight. Um, we'll probably do slightly longer ones. Although, to be fair, some of the last ones we did um, at the end of the run last year were, were kind of 10, 15 minutes long, some of them. But we started off just doing three or four minutes. So we're going to aim for around 20 minutes worth of content once a fortnight. And hopefully you're on our newsletter list and you'll have seen that we've also started that up again. And that's going to be once a fortnight too. So these things will alternate back and forth. So this week it's going to be podcast, next week it'll be newsletter. So we've been doing quite a lot of things recently, little bits and pieces that we've just been let's say warming up or, or kind of feeling out to see what's good for us and what's going to work. Um, we've been doing this over the past few months and one of the things we've been working on is breakfast workshops because not everyone can take a day out of their, you know, can take a whole day off work to do training and also not everyone can afford to do a whole day's training or two couple of days training. So little bite-sized pieces are actually a bit more manageable for them in a number of ways. What's also nice about it is that you get quite direct access to me and others who you can ask questions of and kind of meet and network with other people who do similar stuff to you. So we're, we're keeping those going. They're working really well. We're enjoying them. Some of them will only have three or four people on them. Some of them, like the last one we did, we had 10 people on it. Um, which is about the most really that we can have. I mean, we can have up to 12, but it gets a bit tight after that, I think. So one of the reason I bring them up is not just to tell you all about them, because you should come along, you should all come along. Um, they're based in London, so sorry if you're outside of London. It's a super early morning if you're coming in from outside London, um, as the guys from Open University discovered this week when they came in from Milton Keynes. Sorry about that. Um, but the reason I bring it up is because the one we had this week was on video. So it was on mobile video, kind of simple mobile video production. And it was really good. It was good for a number of reasons. One, it was really hands-on because you can't really have a session like that without letting people actually create their videos. 
Um, and that's not always possible when you've only got an hour and a half to cover a particular subject. We try and just do one aspect of something, you know, pick a small thing and do it in detail so that you do get a bit more kind of interaction. But it, it can be challenging. But this one was great because it was super hands-on and everyone got the chance to make at least two videos. So we split into groups and we made two different types of video. Now, the kind of videos that we did, the first one we did was hyperlapse. So for those of you who are not aware, hyperlapse is just when you watch a video of something being sped up really quickly. So something that might have taken an hour condensed into 10 minutes or more likely something from a couple of minutes um, condensed into 15 or 20 seconds. Now, I have a theory about these because as a child of the 1980s, um, I was brought up on you know, like David Attenborough flowers blooming over the space of a few seconds and all our stuff at school and there was often kind of hyperlapse videos and I find them weirdly fascinating. I can't take my eyes off them. So I'm, I love to see more of them happening, especially if you're the kind of business that, you know, goes and exhibits places or builds things, you know, that behind the scenes where you're building something up just looks amazing. Um, and it's just weirdly fascinating. You can't look away from them. So we started off by doing one of those and we split into groups and we just did it with people drawing on the whiteboard um, and kind of recording that. Actually, speaking of whiteboards, <laughs> while I'm saying that, I'm looking at our wall. So I'm in our new office. Yay! Excited to be in our new office. Um, but it does mean that the room we're in, any of you who've moved to a new office will know that once, when you don't have any clutter in the room, it can get a bit echoey and tinny sounding. So not the best place to record audio. I'm going to try and clean this up a bit before, you know, before I get it across to you. Um, but it is amazing having like one wall that is completely like metallic white that we can just draw on it and also have magnets stick to it. And we've also got the glass walls that we can draw on. I have FaceTimed my niece and nephew and my niece who's six um, is fascinated by the idea of coming to visit auntie's office and being able to draw on the wall. <laughs> so I might have to hide the pens when she comes down. Um, so what first thing is it's not the best place to record audio, but if you're doing something visual, that's fine. No problem at all. So um, if you're going to be recording something where the audio is more important, you might want to do one of the things I do, which I've got some foam pads that I put up around the microphone. Or, um, you know, just do it in a room where there's a bit more soft furnishing um, can be great. Uh, but there, that's probably, there's a lot more detail we could go into about audio production, probably not the best best format to do it in here. Um, but just speaking about the videos, there's definitely a few tips I can give you. So the first one, just hyperlapse, you can use either the sped up video on your actual phone. So Android and Apple both have that function. Or you can download an app like iMotion and use that. Or you can record a video in real time and then just speed it up using an editing tool like iMovie or WeVideo um, or Final Cut Pro or Premiere. Um, Adobe Premiere, but I've so I have a few comments about those those examples of editing software. So first one, iMovie, obviously an Apple product, um, is great on your iPhone or your iPad. Works brilliantly. Dead cheap or free for some people. Um, if you've had it before on your device, so. It, it's a great tool. It's a great tool for using on the move. You can speed things up. You can add your logo to something quickly and you, you can get things up and running. That's great. 
WeVideo is a web-based um, editing tool and that's good because you can use it just with any internet browser. You don't have to download software onto your machine. So again, you can use it if you're a Mac or PC user and it is great. It's not as powerful, let's say, as something like Final Cut Pro or Adobe Premiere, but it is really good for what it is and I would definitely recommend it. Um, my favourite tool, which is a big beast of a thing, is Final Cut Pro because I use a Mac, um, but it does use up a lot of processing power. If you're using an old laptop like I am, because unfortunately I spilled a glass of water on my nice little teeny weeny new one. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. I'm still upset. Um, so if you're using an older computer, just one that's not as fast, then it can overheat really quickly because Final Cut Pro is a, a big beast of software. Um, but it is, it is brilliant as well. It's good. Um, the other option is something like Adobe Premiere, which you can use on a PC or a Mac. And I used to use it. I liked it a lot. But there's one big problem, especially for someone like me that likes to use mobile video, and that is that Adobe Premiere does not like mobile video. If you upload mobile video, it can often um, go out of sync so that the visuals doesn't match the audio, which is really frustrating. Um, even worse, it doesn't go out of sync in it kind of consistently. So it will go out of sync in parts and be fine in other parts, so it's really difficult to fix. Um, and it, if you do manage to fix it, it's, it's a long, frenetic process. So if you're using another device to record your video, brilliant. Use Adobe, especially if you've got Adobe Creative Cloud. So you're paying a monthly fee and you can download any Adobe software. Absolutely use it because you may as well. Um, but, if you're, but just make sure you're not using a mobile phone to record. Use maybe a digital camera or something like that and you'll be completely fine. Um, so th that's just a couple of comments on the different softwares that you can use for video editing. Now, I also want to talk about the second type of video that we did, um, which is interviewing. And there's a few questions that came up when we were recording these interviews I think are really relevant and you do need to think about them before you start recording. So first one might seem obvious, but have a list of questions you want to ask um, and maybe follow up questions and prompts to help your interview subject. And the second thing is you need to decide how you want them answering those questions. So do you want to edit yourself out of the recording afterwards? In which case, you need to do a couple of things. So one, ask your subject to repeat the question. So that's fine. Another thing you can do is just make sure there's a gap between you asking the question and them answering it so you can edit yourself out easily. And then just type the question and have it appear over the screen. That's also completely fine. Now, there's a reason you'd want to go with those options is that if you wanted to keep yourself in the audio, you're going to need to record separate audio. So one of the tools that we were practicing using was external microphones with your mobile phone when you're recording an interview. So just plugging a little lapel mic into your phone. Now, if you want to know about kind of suggestions for types of lapel mics and um, things, tools I would recommend. If you just go to team2bees.com forward slash equipment, I've got a list of all the microphones and attachments and things that I like to use. So we were practicing with those and obviously because you're putting the lapel microphone on the person you're interviewing, then that's who's going to have the strong, clean audio. You're going to be a million times quieter because you're going to be miles away from the microphone. So if you want to record your audio as well, what I would suggest you get another phone, add a lapel microphone that is near you and just record the audio using something like iTalk um, or there's a few others. Just any kind of audio recording software. 
um, or app that you get on your phone and then add it in later and sync the two up. One of the things I like to recommend you do is that you clap a couple of times in the audio. So just clap next to the microphone and what that will do is when you're editing it will put a spike in the sound wave. So if you're trying to match up two separate audio files, so if you've recorded yourself on one phone and your video on another, then that makes it really easy to sync those up because you can zoom in really close and match that clap sound right next to each other. So that's one top tip. Now the last thing I would say about recording an interview is where the person looks. So it's really difficult. If you haven't been media trained, it's quite difficult actually to continuously look into the camera when you're speaking to someone and that person isn't sitting exactly where the camera is. So you've got a few options here. Either you can set up your camera so that you're looking at the person from the side and maybe you can see both of you, so that's fine if you're going to use both recordings. Or you could just have the camera going at an angle where as long as the person looks at you consistently, that is fine. If they look at the camera consistently, that is fine. But you don't want people going back and forth. That's what makes it look untidy. Um, if you want to know what I mean, ask the person opposite you to look at your eyes and then look at your chest without you noticing. It's completely impossible. So if you see how distracting that is, that's how distracting it is when someone's eyes move between you and the camera constantly. So if you stand just a little bit away from the camera, the temptation is to go back and forth. If you're further away, it's easier to keep one or the other consistently. Or the other thing you can do is put your eyes or your face right next to where the camera is so that the person, and just tell the person to look at you, keep looking at you. And if you keep smiling and have your face responding to them, they will get used to that. So that's some that you want to have a little bit of practice um, and also say to your interview subject, if they mess up a little bit or they start looking all over the place, just say to them, let's pause. Do you want to try that again? Clap so that you can see in the sound waves that that's an edit point and then carry on. Um, there's nothing wrong with letting them start again. Um, it makes things easier for them and for you. So those are some of the questions that came up with the workshop. I may well run this workshop again because it was really popular and we had such a good time doing it. So the next breakfast workshop that we're doing is going to be on measurement. So all of the workshops are based on the cube method and the video obviously fits in amongst the content quadrant of the cube method. So we're moving on to the measure side of things and the first session we're going to do is on deciding what to measure so what is important to measure in terms of what your goals are so not every you know every bit of data is created equally you don't have to follow all of the numbers you want to pick the ones that most you know are most helpful for you in deciding whether you're achieving your goal um so we're going to start for that session it's going to be on the 24th of march so if you want to sign up for that, just get on to teamtubees.com forward slash breakfast workshops or click from the menu bar on the homepage, just says breakfast workshops. And there's going to be a number of others after this. So on social media analytics, Google analytics, etc. And we're, we're also going to be doing a number of content uh, ones as well. So little things on simple podcast creation and um, creating graphics for your social media and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I mentioned earlier that we'd published an article on LinkedIn 
and it was about not having to do everything. So I just wanted to recap on that. Um, One of the last podcasts we did was actually on don't give me your excuses for being too busy. So it's a bit ironic that this, <laughs> that this was the, the article I chose to publish just before coming back to the podcast. Um, but actually, the two things go hand in hand. So one of the things we said in the last podcast was that, um, you know, you will find time to do the things that you value. And I think that goes hand in hand with the idea of it's actually okay to not do everything. So I want you to be thinking about these three questions. So the first question is, do you have the resource to do that thing that you want to do? The second question is, is that thing having a positive impact on your business? You or your business? Three, will it have a negative impact if you do not do that thing? And so there's a couple of things that will come out from this. And and I actually think these are questions you should ask, not just from your social media and content strategy, but from everything else you're doing across your business. But if the answer to number one is that you don't have the resource to do that thing, then if number two question is having a positive impact, yes. Number three question, will it have a negative impact if you stop doing it? Yes. Then you have a few issues. So the first is, can you outsource it? Can you get a new team member? Can you find resources from somewhere else to do that thing? And if the answer is no, then you have to manage the risk associated with not doing it. So there's definitely stuff that we have stopped doing over the past year and has had an, a negative impact. Now, not a negative impact necessarily that people would see publicly, but certainly that we can see internally. So things like not being as active on the blog, not doing the podcast, not doing the newsletters regularly that has a negative impact on the amount of traffic we get to the website. So while it hasn't necessarily had a negative impact on the business as a whole, because we've been driving customers and client relationships in different ways, then, but it it does have a negative impact. So you kind of have to weigh up the pros and cons and decide where is my energy best spent. So the article I published on LinkedIn talks a little bit about, you know, us unpublishing essentially our Facebook page for a few months last year and how we've had to accept that yes our our Facebook page is active now but because we know how many views we get so we've got about a thousand followers actually that's not true we've got about 950 so we're 50 short um we sometimes will only get about 20 views of our status updates so in order to get it in front of anyone who's likely to click like comment or share we would have to boost those posts. We would have to spend money on it. And we've decided to spend money in different places. So the the flip side of that is we then have to accept the lack of engagement because we know what we could do to fix it. We've decided not to do it because we don't think that's necessarily the right thing to do right now. Also, you know, the reason why we republished our page and why I decided to start building it up again is that when we got our new office, um, how many times can I mention the new office? I'm very excited about it. Um, is that, you know, we wanted to be able to then make it available for reviews. So we wanted people to be able to log into the Facebook page and click review and leave feedback. So that's really important to us. It's a nice visible place where people can leave feedback. So we wouldn't be able to do that if we didn't have our Facebook page. Um, there are other ways, but but we like you know the idea of having reviews on the Facebook page. So that's one of the reasons we wanted to have it there as well. So 
we get lots of benefit from a Facebook group versus a Facebook page. So these are all really individual questions for you and your business. So if you're going to be putting time and energy into something, know that you do not have to be everywhere. There's no prerequisite to be everywhere. It's okay to not do everything. Um, but you have to take the consequences and there can be positive and negative consequences from action and inaction. Um, so this is not a kind of get you off the hook. <laughs> you don't have to do everything, chill out and relax. And for those of you who are not, who are trying to convince others in the office that they need to use social media, maybe don't tell them what I just said. They will use it as an excuse. But, you know, it's a bit like don't bitch and moan if you don't have time to do something and then you see the number of visitors to your website go down. You know why that is. And you just have to accept the consequences and decide where is the best place to put your resource. So thankfully, we've reevaluated the podcast and we're excited to have this up and running again. Um, and we've, we've allocated the right amount of resource for it. So we'll let you know how that goes. Um, we're hoping to do some interviews and things going forward as well. So I'm sure some of you will, will have me getting in touch with you. Um, and I'd, again, I'd love to hear from you and hear what you would like Um what you would like help with, what you'd like guidance with, um, consultancy on, and we can do that kind of through the medium of podcasting. Okay, take care. Bye for now.